You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They may, in fact, actually be frauds. And that's where we go next with the fraud alert. I'm reading... Here's the fraud alert. What are you reading, PJ? I was just real quick about the NBA too. Miles Turner today, he uh, landed. Fraud. Yeah, he had a uh, ill-timed ankle injury landing on a ball boy's foot during pregame warmups. So unfortunate twist after rehabbing it to return to Indiana season opener. You know, uh, I know that we're usually here in this spot, new segment here on the show, but MGM tonight, uh, the fraud alert. I know usually we're going to talk college football. And we're going to talk some NFL, but I want to throw out an honorable mention. And uh, the Lakers. I want to throw LeBron. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. But the, yeah, yeah, the you know Lakers what? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, but did anybody other than me have any expectations yes. for this team? So can we call them frauds? Yes. I mean, this is not they a can't team. Shoot. That's, this is not a team that's even going to make the play-in tournament. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn was not the missing piece. No, turns no. out he was not Pat Tur- Bev either. Turns out, yeah, Pat Bev was not the missing piece. A healthy Nunn was not the piece. That we are looking for. I have a fraud in the NFL. You ready? Yeah, yeah. go with it. I think you guys, you guys are going to agree. The Green Bay Packers are frauds. Unfortunately, that's a hit. Okay. Un- unfortunately, this is a team that had a lot of championship aspirations. And we said to ourselves, Aaron Rodgers is just so damn good. It doesn't really matter who his receivers are. You can filter them in, filter them out. They come, they go. That's what Aaron Rodgers does. He wins games. He gets to the playoffs. I mean, this is a team that's in absolute freefall. Not only is it a team that's in freefall, their locker room is in disarray. They're turning on one another. The offense looks atrocious. The defense looks even worse, and that was supposed to be their strong suit. They're losing to teams that they should not lose to. Two New York teams that we had as win totals of 3.5 and 5.5 and and or something along those lines, depending on when you got them. I mean, I think the Green Bay Packers are officially frauds, and this is in a division where... The, my, uh, the Minnesota Vikings really don't want the division either. So to me, against the Washington Commanders as five-and-a-half-point favorites at FedEx Field, I, I, I would not back them. <laughs> I would not back them at that number. I would just say that. The team that I think, I think the Packers— guys, Let's just go through it. Yeah, let's yeah, just go through it. My team, I, uh, I think the Patriots are frauds, quite frankly, and that might surprise some people. They've been playing really good football as of late. But the last three games— they almost beat the Packers, and at the time, we thought, wow, that was a pretty good loss. They almost won that game, but as Trista just mentioned, probably a fraudulent team. Then after that, they play the Lions at home. Jared Goff has never won a game as Lions quarterback away from Detroit, so how great of a win really is that? And then last week, Bill Belichick, we know he takes away what you do best, and the Browns are a great running football team, so what did he do? He took that away. He forced Brissett to beat them, and they won. But we've seen against Miami early on in the season when they were playing them, 
didn't look too great. They didn't look great against the Ravens. Couldn't come back on the Ravens, and everybody else can. So I think that's pretty telling. Now, Zappy and whether or not he's better for this team than Mac Jones, that's a discussion Mm -hmm. for another day. But I just think the Patriots as a whole, until we see them play another real team, I think we should pump the brakes on them because I think people are starting to think that, oh, the Patriots could be a sneaky playoff team to watch out for, but they just haven't done it against real competition. You don't think that they've done anything to get and improve throughout the course of the season where you think maybe by you know the halfway mark they could figure it out? I don't think so. And Belichick, he always uses the first month of the season as kind of like an added preseason almost to see what his team's strengths are and what their weaknesses are, but... This team, they still lack playmakers on offense. Defensively, they're not as good as they've been through the years. And I think Bill knows that. They've just been feasting on lesser competition. The NFC North, reality is, they're probably one of the worst divisions in football, so they're not any good. And the Browns, you know, they were lucky to beat the Panthers, and they've lost three straight games. So I just, I want to see them do it against better teams. Unfortunately, they play the Bears at home this week, so we're probably not going to see it again. We're going to have to wait until a couple weeks, but... uh, not high on the Patriots. I'm going to call out a couple head coaches because as far as teams, I don't really know who's a fraud right now, but I do know that there's a couple coaches you that would, I'm pretty you, down on. And I wouldn't say that uh, your team, your team, the Packers? Green Bay Packers, you know, we wouldn't call them No, fraud. because we've been here before. We've done yeah. this and they've won literally 20, they've won, what's 26, what's 13 times three? 39. They've won 39 games the last three years. They've lost nine. So I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to go there yet. I think they're figuring some things out. But yeah, I mean, I as far as like... Yeah, I mean, if you have to classify them as frauds or not frauds, I'll go frauds, but I don't really like to bet against Aaron Rodgers. I don't like to bet against Tom Brady. I'm definitely not betting against Bill Belichick or uh, Bailey Zappi, but I do love betting against Cliff Kingsbury, which I'll be doing tomorrow night. Plus two and a half. Cliff Kingsbury, a guy couldn't call plays. He shouldn't have been a head coach at the collegiate level. He was 35 and 40. He was five games below 500 from 2013 to 2018 at Texas Tech. So I'm not quite sure what he's doing in the National Football League. I know they won double-digit games last year. I know every year they get off to a hot start. But this year now they've got off to a slow start. And I know they're getting D-hop back and they're getting desperate where they're trading six-round picks. They got desperate when they paid J.J. Watt all that money because you know J.J. Watt at this age, at this stage of his career, isn't even going to play double-digit games. So I think Kingsbury's done after this year. And I think he's a fraud. And I think wherever he goes at the collegiate level, I think they'll figure that out as well. And then I'm going to throw one other guy under the bus who I really, really liked two years ago so much that last year bet their win total over, bet them to win the Super Bowl. He was coach of the year. I think Kevin Stefanski may be a fraud. I think he's a hell of a play caller. But also, like, what, all right, so when he when he got the job in Cleveland, we were like, okay, look what he did with Kirk Cousins. But as it turns out, Kirk Cousins is actually a really, really good quarterback. He's just not great in prime time, and he's an easy guy to rag on. But like, look at look at all the look. What, what stats do you want to go through? Kirk Cousins is really good, other than in prime time. Whereas Stefanski, what's the excuse this year? They're not great against the run defensively. But look at all the names they have on the defensive side of the ball. And I know yeah. Miles Garrett missed some time. I know Jadavion Clowney's missed some time. But look at how much money they're spending on that side of the ball. You have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt, and you have the best offensive line in pro football. I don't want to hear that Jacoby Brissett's behind center. I've seen Jacoby Brissett win games. And right now I'm seeing Brian Dable win games in New York with Daniel Jones as his starting quarterback. I see Robert Sala winning games with Zach Wilson only attempting 18 passes. I saw Kyle Shanahan go to an NFC Championship game, win against my team in a game where Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes. What did Jimmy G do in the playoffs last year? Nothing. They were still in the NFC title game. So it's always an excuse with Stefanski. The play calling's been crap. 
I don't know how good he is. So I think he may be a fraud. And uh, we'll see. I mean, he gets the Sean Watson back week 11. But uh, I, I don't like this Browns team at all. I think it's it's a great take. And this day and age in the NFL, you know, we have to be, when we're assessing coaches, it has to be less so X's and O's and, like, how great play callers there are and how they are as, like, game managers at the end of these games. Like, that's what's deciding games. Stefanski's teams at the end of these games, it's just, it's not good. And Brandon Staley and Nathaniel Hackett are just so bad yeah. that they're the guys that the media talks about. But Stefanski, I mean, Ryan, we've been in here. How many games, Browns games have we watched? Like that game against the Steelers, the end of games against the Jets. And it's like, what is this guy doing? Like, yeah. they're just not a coach team. They have penalties, 12 guys on the field during a field goal. It's just, it's undisciplined stuff that falls back on the head coach. So. I agree with you. I think Stefanski, because of where the Browns franchise was, taking them to the playoffs, people just kind of see him as that coach. But over these this year especially, man, I've, I've been very unimpressed with him. Yeah, he's a fine OC. And he did wonders with Baker Mayfield that one year. But then after that, I mean, look how bad Baker was. And then it was it was we blamed Baker. And Baker was playing with an injured shoulder. And it turns out Baker does suck. But still, you have Nick Chubb. He's averaging six yards per carry. Yeah. And the run designs are great. So, like I'm saying, he's a fine play caller. But I don't know. And it seems like the culture's not great in that locker room. Can I ask you about another coach? And I'm not going to call him a fraud at this moment. But I just want us to sort of, like, say, who is he? What is he? Yeah. Todd Bowles. Like, I don't know necessarily if offensively he was the head coach of the Jets. Yeah. And that team was an absolute dumpster fire. The way that Bruce Arians got fired or retired or whatever he stepped away and moved moved up Brady didn't want him (laughs) right and so the fact that we get a defensive-minded head coach moving up as the head coach and like is is he the guy is is this one of the reasons besides the fact that Tom Brady has all of these issues and maybe is starting to fall off like is some of it on Todd Bowles. I thought Leftwich should have been head coach. Leftwich, too. Yeah. And he has not had a great year as OC either. Yeah. And look, I just think a lot of it, too, is injuries, right? People have talked about it time and time again. If you're going to get Brady, you have to get him with pressure up the middle. And the O-line, just they've been ravished by injuries this season. So I think that's a big part of it. His skill guys can't consistently stay on the field. Godwin's in and out. Evans got suspended. The tight ends, Bray, they've been hurt. The running backs, it's really just been four net. So it's been a combination of things. And, you know, they just haven't been winning these big games that they're accustomed to winning. They didn't beat the Chiefs. They didn't beat the Packers. Steelers was a total letdown last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Huge you got you got to win that game. If, if they don't win against Carolina this week. That's going to be a big problem. That, that to me, will be a major red flag. Yeah. Major. I would be shocked if anybody lost to Carolina, I think, the rest of the <laughs> season. Are, are you guys, like, heading toward, like, yeah. they, they are terrible. They might. If I set the over-under at two and a half wins for them, where would you go? Oh, I'd have, I, I would go over. I mean, only because that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's the NFL. Fluky stuff could happen. <laughs> Let me throw out one in college football, a guy that needs to lose his job four weeks ago. And I'll be quick on this one, because I played Louisville over five and a half wins, thinking this is a six-win team. Old Scotty. Dude, Scott Satterfield's got to go. I mean, <laughs> I know that they're not the most talented team, but that's a six-win team. It should be. I mean, how is that not a six-win team? Yeah. Guy sucks. I hate to say it. He's he's done fine things in his past, but he's costing me money and he's pissing me off. He's costing me money and he's pissing me that was a pretty, off. That was a pretty big bet that was a, of mine. That was a pretty good breakdown, though. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, that's really... 
I, I could go, I could go, I can't go with Brian Kelly because he continues to make me money. Guy's not a fraud, especially after Come a on, loss. Stop it. And then I love him this week. My 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 favorite bets this week, LSU. And then um can, well, can we'll, we'll we'll talk, can we talk about can, yeah, can we talk too. about something that I would call the uh get up for death, the get up for death game? It's uh it's Mississippi State versus Alabama. One of their teammates just passed away, 19 years old. I think they're going to be absolutely fired up, Agreed. especially in the first half. Agreed. First half line hasn't come out yet, but I eyed that. I saw that news. I shed a tear, and I relaxed, and I took some meditation, and then what came to me was, hey, you should also bet Mississippi State first half. I love it. First half, probably going to be four. eleven and a half. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. Yeah, that's such a sad story, though. The kid was only eighteen. I know. Yeah. Too. Super sad. That's um, a brutal story. I and I, but I feel like full game. I have to bet Bama just because it's saving after a loss. I don't know mm. though, man. May, yeah, maybe they, maybe they keep it close. You know what's weird though is that Mike Leach just can't do anything against Nick Saban. Like if you well, were, it's because it's it's the the like air other, raid attack school though. Yeah. When you throw the ball that much and you make it that easy on Saban to just defend what you're going to do the whole game, you just don't have much of a chance. And when you let his pass rushers just constantly tee off on your quarterback, your O line has no chance. Did you hear his presser? Savings? I mean, no. No. Oh, yeah, you guys should check it out. We'll have to check it out well, at the break. He's talking about they're going to make some personnel changes. I think he's going to – he's talking about benching some guys and maybe – Oh, uh, yeah, 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 that I did hear. I yeah, did hear. He's not happy. Real quick, Guy hates for losing. fraud alert, can I call out just the college football rankings for not having Ohio State number one? They probably are the best team, but, like, who have they played? They beat, they beat Notre Dame week one. <sighs> Notre Dame's lost three games as 25, 30-point favorites, God, right? they terrible. Not that bad. But That's a terrible They beat Notre Michigan Dame State, team. Rutgers, Wisconsin, Toledo, Arkansas State. Tennessee, Tennessee should, should be, be one. Number one. Tennessee They're not be the one. best team, but make them number one. They'll play Georgia. It'll sort itself out. But until then... Put the Vols number one. They Completely should agree. be number one. And if they're not Georgia, sure, they're the defending champs, and they played right. one close game. Why is Ohio State Two one? Two close games. I think that the rankings yeah, are frauds. Yeah, that is true. 